0: On today's episode, we're answering all the questions that you guys, the listeners, sent in for today's version of The Locked On Pistons Mailbag Podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host Kukahill. You can find me over on Twitter at Kukahill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons, hit that subscribe button, or if you listen listening on one of the podcast platforms, leave a leave us a five star review. That is the next best way to support the podcast. So I'm recording this before I leave for my wedding in Jamaica. So by the time you guys listen to this, I believe I'm going to have this one scheduled for October 3rd. So I believe this is when you guys will be listening to this. I'm really excited, man. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the preseason game uh, that I'm going to be missing against the New York Knicks. I hope you guys really enjoy it. I'm going to get this podcast out, though, have a little bit of fun, give you guys a little episode while I'm gone, uh, a mailbag uh, where I answer all of your guys' questions. So um, I actually have a little contest, though, that I want you guys to participate in when I send this out so like i said i'm gonna have this one scheduled out hopefully for october 3rd so when you guys listen to this it will be the third the game for the pistons i believe is on the october 4th against the new york knicks i want you guys to either tweet me or comment down below if you're listening to this on youtube and i want you guys to take your guess at what you think the starting lineup is going to be and for those for all of you who comment the right starting lineup or tweet at me the right starting lineup. Or if you want to put it in a review with a five-star review, that's another great way to do it. Or you can DM me. Either way, all of you guys who predict the right starting lineup, I will try to shout all of you guys out in the next episode. I'm going to try to go through all of them. and I, You guys have to prove that you guys commented and sent it before the game actually started. If you guys send me the starting lineup after the game started, you guys think you're going to pull a slick one, nice try. But I thought that would be a fun little thing to do. When I come back from Jamaica, I'll go through all the comments. I'll go through all the tweets and DMs to see if any of you guys got the right starting lineup uh, for the opening preseason game. Let's have some fun with that. Um, And we're going to segue straight from there into what I believe the starting lineup is going to be. That was one of the questions I got asked on Twitter by Jamara. He says, how would you handle the starting lineup? What does Killian Hayes need to do that you would consider a successful season for him? So first, we're going to start with the starting lineup. My prediction for the starting lineup, and it's going to be... It's going to be interesting to see what it is because for a second there, I thought Alec Burks actually had a good chance at starting. And he may actually start in the regular season. But I know right now he's dealing with a foot injury. Uh, don't know when he's going to be back, but he won't be playing the preseason game. Um, Orleans Noel also is knocked out as the starting center because he's also going to be out for the first preseason game. And I don't know how much longer he'll be out because he's limited in training camp. dealing with a little injury, a little, uh, you know, not nothing too big. I think he'll be fine, but he won't be in the first preseason game. So my prediction, I think the two locks are Cade and Sadiq. I think Bojan has to be a lock. I don't think that your trade for Bojan and a guy who's a starter on a contending team, averaging nearly 20 points a game on really good efficiency, I don't think he comes then to a rebuilding team and comes off the bench. I don't see that happening. Um, So I definitely think he starts, at least the regular season. Actually, you know what? I might have to change my answer then because we're talking about the preseason game. And Bojan may not play in the preseason game he is an older guy. He may not need it. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm still going to go with Boyan. I'm going to say Cade, Bay and Boyan start. I'm going to say Stu starts at five. And then at the off guard position, this is where it gets interesting, dude. I know Dwayne Casey doesn't like, I feel like Dwayne Casey doesn't like just giving it to young guys right off the bat. So I think I'm going to have, I, I'm going to go with Jay and Ivy, but I think a sleeper may be Killian Hayes to start off preseason. I don't think Killian will start the regular season, but I think there's a slight chance that he may start off preseason instead of Jay and Ivy, but I'm going to go with Jay and Ivy. So my starting lamp, I'm going to predict Cade, Ivy, Bay, Boyan, and Stu to start preseason. Let me know what you guys' predictions are. You guys are right. Again, I'll shout you guys out on the next podcast when I get back from Jamaica. Um, the second part of this guy's question, what would be a successful season for Killian Hayes in my opinion? I think a successful season for Killian Hayes this year would be improvements across the board in his percentages from the floor, being much more efficient, getting north of forty-one percent from the floor, getting north of like thirty-three percent from from deep, getting north of eighty percent from the free throw line. I think that would be big for him, um, continuing his improvement as a 2 two-point uh, two shooter. I know he had a big increase from rookie to uh, sophomore season in the two-point uh, percentage area. Um, so to see that stuff improve, and I think that I I want to see. I don't know if it's gonna happen but i think a successful season for killian especially with the way he's been talking this past week um, i think you need at least 10 points a game like four or five assists a game and like four or five rebounds a game now that's a really good stat line for a guy just coming off the bench 10 5 and 5 he i think he would need to get enough minutes to do that and he needs to be aggressive and get enough shots up to do that but i think that's if he did that if he did at least that um, coming off the bench I think that would be a really good season for him. I think that would be really good, and you thought I think people would start to feel really good about him moving forward if he did that. Because if he improved his percentages across the board and also did that off the bench, I feel like people would believe. And I'd be one of them that if you give him a bigger role, that means that it would his basic numbers would increase as well with a bigger role. If his percentages increase and he became more efficient scorer and just offensive weapon, so that would be a successful season for me uh, for Killian Hayes. I hope I answered your question to the best of my ability. All right, next question is, <clears throat> with Bogdan, actually, let me start off real quick. This one's from Sean. He called him Bogdan. His name is Boyan. I know a lot of people are going to uh, mix that up with the guy in Atlanta's team. Um, but with Boyan now in the scrot, what is your win total prediction for this season? Um, I think that I'd still hover around 29 to 31 wins. I think it's a little bit higher than, I think it's a little bit higher than what it was beforehand, which I had them around like 27 to 30. I think Boyan gives them like 29 to 32 wins, somewhere around there. So I think he adds like maybe two to three wins for the team, but nothing too drastic. I think in order for them to add to a lot, uh, add a lot more wins to that projection, it's not going to be about Boyan. It's going to be about all these young guys really improving and taking the next step. Uh, But my prediction was still going to be around 29 to 32 wins a game. Next question he had was, what do you see as the most lethal lineup, taking into account a more aggressive and better finishing Killian Hayes? Um, I I think the most lethal lineup is probably Cade. I'm going to just – when you say lethal, I'm going to go ahead and just say the closing lineup is what I think it's going to be. I think it will be Cade, Killian, Sadiq, Boyan, and either Bagley or Stu. I think that will be their closing lineup. So I'm going to take Litho, I'm going to twist it, I'm going to turn it into closing lineups. Um, I don't think Jane Ivy will close to start the year. I think he'll eventually become the closer uh, with the team. Um, but I know Dwayne Casey's not going to just hand him closing lineup unless he's just going insane off the bat and you can't you can't find a reason to send him. I don't think he's going to do that. I don't think he's going to come off and just be insane. And I know Dwayne Casey is going to want to take his time with it. So I don't think he's going to close. I think that will be my closing lineup for this team. Um, And then the next question is from Ricky on Twitter. He says, over, under three and a half triple doubles for Cade. I'm going to go over. I think he gets around four to five triple doubles this season. Um, I think Cade's going to have a really damn good season this year. I can't wait to watch him. So, yeah, I think he's going to get around four to five triple doubles this season. Let me know what you guys think about that. Do you guys think he'll get more than that? I saw someone actually tweet at me saying they think that he could possibly get 10 triple doubles. I think that's a little bit too much. Um, But if you guys think that, let me know why in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kuka When we come back, we'll answer more of you guys' questions that all of you guys sent in for the Mailbag Podcast. But first, got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all football, betting needs, and basketball coming right around this corner this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. And as always, BetOnline.net remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport that's out there. The fastest and easiest way to check out all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, NFL, NHL, NBA, any sport, you name it, you can find it. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about their trends and action today. If you head to BetOnline.net right now, you will see that Jane Ivy is the third highest rookie in Rookie of the Year odds. You can see rookie of the year odds, you can see MVP odds, you can see best season odds, championship odds, worst team odds, first overall pick, sixth man, most improved, all that stuff. You can already get a little bit of a head start. I know NBA season is coming right around the corner, but still get a head start on that over at Bandline.net. Head to their website or use your mobile device to learn more about their trends and action today. BetOnline, where the game starts. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast or leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. All right, let's get back into some of these questions that you guys sent in uh, for the podcast today. All right, so this one. Is from Data Driven Pistons fan on Twitter. He says, "Name three possible teams that we could trade on to, and who and what would you like to get back for him?" So I'm not going to go into what I think the Pistons or what player the Pistons should get back for him, um, because I think it, it, it's going to vary uh, and it's going to be hard to predict. That I don't know. I think they're probably going to want to get like a young asset or a pick with them or in in return for him. Um, but as far as some teams, I think maybe could be interested in them. Um, Miami. Philadelphia, Golden State, Los Angeles Lakers for sure. Um, hmm, Dallas, maybe. Um, I think those teams right there are the main main ones I'd pick uh, that I think would be interested in him. Definitely the Lakers. I think the Lakers definitely would probably have a lot of interest in him around the deadline. Um, Golden State, like I said. Maybe Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn maybe would be interested in him. Philadelphia and uh what was the other team i said i forgot oh dallas that those are the teams i think would be interested in him around the deadline and like i said i think net, more teams could possibly be interested in them around deadline because some teams that aren't contenders right now or think of themselves as a great team right now maybe they are at that point and now they want to make a move to really push themselves into that kind of contention so you don't really know yet but those right off the top of my head those are the teams i would say i think would be interested in him this season um this next question is, what would your favorite ideal starting and closing lineup be for this upcoming season? Do you think Casey's will be different? This one's from Round Paul on Twitter. Um, I kind of gave that answer already with the starting lineup. That's what I, My prediction for the starting lineup in the preseason is going to be my prediction for the starting of the season too with Cade, Ivy, um, Cade, Ivy, Sadiq, Boyan, and Stu. That's my prediction. In the closing lineup, I think they're going to have Cade kill Sadiq, Boyan, and either Bagley or Stu. That's why I think it's going to be. I think the closing lamp will, will vary depending on how players are playing throughout that game. Star lamp, I think, will stay the same, but the closing lamp, I think, will always vary depending on which player's feeling it that night, which player's struggling that night, all those kind of things. Uh, we've seen that with doing Casey a lot that if, if, if you're playing really well in that game, he'll ride you out with the closing lamp. So that will vary, but yeah, that's my answer to that one. Um, Next question is from Kurt Zamora. He says, congrats on the wedding, first of all. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, he says, over under 41 and a half games played with the Pistons for Jalen Duran. Also over under nine and a half minutes for Duran in the games he does play for the Pistons. Um, so on the last episode, I said that I think Jalen Duran has like the most to gain from New Orleans in the world, not being able to suit up in the preseason. If he plays really well in the preseason, I think he can earn himself some minutes instantly. So if he plays really well in the preseason, I think I'll take the over. But actually, no, I think I still will take the over on that no matter what, because I'm going to take into account injuries, um, guys possibly getting sick, uh, all all those kind of things. I'm going to take into account all of that uh, and assume that he eventually plays that much. I do think after the trade deadline, he'll probably be playing. At the very least, that is when he'll be a mainstay in the rotation, much like last year with Bagley. They'll – kind of get rid of some veteran players, move on for some veteran players, and then play more young guys if they aren't playing at that point. So I'm going to take the over. I think he'll play around at – at the very least, I think he'll get 41 games. So I'll take the over on that. And then the over under nine and a half minutes per game, I'll take the over on that too. I think if he's going to be playing in games, he'll, he'll at least get like 15 minutes, I think, at least. And I know we all have very high hopes for him. I hope that he ends up getting more than that. I, I'd like to see him just be the backup center off the bat. I just don't think that's what Dwayne Casey is going to do. So trying to be objective and look at it through Dwayne Casey's eyes, I think he'll get over on both of these, but maybe maybe, by, not by much. I do think there's a very big chance, though. I know you mentioned it later on in your question about him splitting with the Cruz. I do think there's a very big chance that he'll spend a lot of his time with the Cruz as the youngest player in the NBA. So I, I think that's definitely a big possibility for him this season with the Pistons. Um, next question is going to be from Fuel by Motown. Come up with a lamp kind of combination for any of these lineup types. One need a three, two, need one stop, three, a gritty, scrappy lineup, four running gun, five small ball, six closed game, close game down the stress stretch, and seven, the most fun, exciting lineup to you. Um, I don't know if I can get through all seven of those. That would take a lot of time. Let's try. So, need a three. We're gonna put Cade, Alec Burks, Sadiq, Boyan, and I mean, Stu's supposed to be shooting three six years, so I think you have to put Stu at the five then. I guess that's what I would do there. So that would be my needed three lamp. Cade, Alec Burke Sadiq, Bojan with Stu out there. You need one stop. I'm going to put Cade, Killian. Cade, Killian. Definitely have Stu out there. Probably put another big guy next to him and like Durin. So I have Stu, Duran, Killian, Cade. And... I mean, I, I feel like you just have – I, I feel like you might just have to say Sadiq. Because who's that? Oh, no, no. My fault. Livers. So, Cade, Killian, Livers. Cade, Killian, Livers, Stew, and Durin. And I'm actually going to change my answer now for the first one. I'm, I need Livers in there. So, I'm going to go Cade, Burks. <sighs> Cade, Burks, Liver, Sadiq. And Stu. That's going to be... Or do I go, like... I could just go super small with that lineup, too. I could go Cade, Burks, Livers, Sadiq, and Boyan. We could just go super small if that's what we need. If it's, like it's the end of the game and we have to get three up, I might just do that. Um, the gritty, scrappy lineup, um, I'd go... Cade's going to be probably in every single one of these lineups, by the way. So I'm going to go Cade, um, Killian, Diallo... Stu and Durin. If you're talking about just a pure scrappy lineup, that, that would be who I would have out there. Um, running gun, I'm going to go Cade, Ivy, Diallo. Um, Cade, Ivy, Diallo, Livers, and either Bagley or Durin. That would be my running gun team. Small ball small ball would be Cade, Cade, Killian, Ivy, Sadiq, and Stu. Or, or Livers and Stu, whichever one. Close game down the stretch. I think you're going with Cade, Killian, Sadiq, Boyan, and Stu. And the most fun, exciting lamp to me, I think would be Cade, Killian, Ivy, either either Sadiq or Livers, and then Durin. I think that would be the most fun lamp for me to watch this year, 100%. I and mean, we did get through all seven of those. It only took like two minutes for me to get through those. I, I thought that would take me a lot longer to do. Let me know what your guys' answers for all of those. Again, the seven ones he asked for, fueled by Multani, he asked. Need a three, need one stop, gritty lineup, running gun, small ball, close game down the stretch, and the most fun and exciting lineup to you. Let me know what your guys' answers would be to all seven of those in the comment section down below, or you can tweet me over at KukaHill. All right, let's answer another question before we get to the ad break, and then we come back and answer some more. Um, Actually, I don't want to answer that one yet. Let's answer this one. This one's from Ryan on Twitter. What does Jay and Ivy's rookie year ceiling and floor look like to you? by projecting his stat lines for each ceiling and floor. So I think his floor would be, his floor is going to be 10 points a game for me. Uh, 10, four and four or 10, four and three, something like that. I think that would be his absolute floor. Um, I think he's going to get the usage no matter what to at least get up 10 points Um, floor. He could be looking at like 37% from the floor floor is like the worst thing that could possibly happen. So before everyone starts spazzing, I think that's like floor is the worst possible thing that could happen. So I'm going to go with 10-4-3 on like 38% shooting, like 29% from deep, uh, and like 78% from the free throw line. That's like the worst thing that could possibly happen. And he's awful defensively. So that's like the worst thing that could happen. His ceiling this year, I think his absolute ceiling, I think he's going to fall somewhere in between this, but his absolute ceiling, I'm going to go with like 16. Like 16. I don't think he's going to be a high assist guy. I think he's going to be just like 16-4-4. And then his percentages would be like 44% from the field, 35%, 34% from deep, and like 83%, 84% from the free throw line. something around there. That that's what I think his ceiling is. His free throw percentage could be much higher. That that could vary. But everything else, I think that's his ceiling. Around 16, 4 and 4 a game on really good efficiency, getting to the rim consistently. And with that ceiling, I think he's drawing like six free throws a game. And that would be big. So if able to draw free throws a lot and be efficient from the floor. And also, also that three point shot translates i think that's his his ceiling for this upcoming season but let's go ahead and get to the ad break and then we'll come back we're gonna go ahead and answer the rest of the questions that you guys have sent in for today's episode but first you guys gotta hear from some of our lovely sponsors so i want to thank you guys again for making lockdown pistons your first listen Of every single day, we are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. Or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Again, man, like I said, by the time you guys listen to this, I will be in Jamaica celebrating my wedding, celebrating my honeymoon. Um, I'm going to be having a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And I hope you guys, again, enjoyed the first preseason game. Uh, I will be back on the 5th. I believe if I get back at some point, like, if I get back at some point in the 5th, that's like reasonable timing. I'll record a podcast and schedule it out on the 6th, try to watch some highlights, maybe re-watch the game. I might record it. Actually, you no, know Yeah, I'm going to record it on my uh, on my cable box. Um, so when I come back, I can watch it. And I, if I get back, like I said, at a reasonable time, I will have a podcast up for you guys on the 6th. But I don't know what time we get back. So that may depend. You definitely will begin a podcast at least on the 6th or the 7th. One of those days you guys will begin a podcast. Um, but that's the soonest I'll be back. Um, so enjoy enjoy the Pistons train camp and preseason game. Um, and I'm gonna go down there and try to enjoy my honeymoon and my and my not marriage, but wedding. Anyways, though, let's get back to some of these questions. I've only got a few more to go here. Um this one's from Sadiq Bay's headband interesting that's a fun nickname on uh or username on twitter sadiq bay's headband he actually has a picture of sadiq bay's headband (laughs) that's funny so i'll give you credit for that one um okay what will be the guys getting minutes you think and who do you think will be the odd man out of the rotation all right so i think this would be my rotation right now i think they go 10 deep i think they go jane ivy cade sadiq marvin Wait, hold on. Let me start over. I lost my count. Jay and Cade, Sadiq, Marvin, Killian, Stu, Alec Burks, Boyan, Isaiah Livers. And now that leaves room for one more person. And that's either going to go to New Orleans Noel well or Jalen Duran, I think. So I think I, I think one of those guys, I think the guy that ends up out the rotation is Hamadou Diallo. Again, I'd, I don't see a pathway for him for minutes. Now, I know they like him or they want to have brought him back. So maybe they find a way to get him minutes. Maybe they go 11 deep. Maybe he. Maybe they go super small and, and and don't play. Actually, no, they have to. They have to play Bagley and Stu. But then maybe, no, yeah, they have to go. They, they, they would not go that small. But, yeah, I, I don't see how Diallo gets minutes then. Maybe they trade Burks. Or maybe he plays so well, like I said in the last episode, Diallo plays so well to where they feel like they don't have to play Alec Burks. So now they just move Alec Burks and let Diallo play for him. If that happens, that would be super dope. But with Allen Burks on the team, assuming that he plays how he's, he's played throughout his career, I think Diallo is going to be the guy out the rotation. And it's going to be interesting to see if he finds a way to get back in the rotation or if he does play really well in the preseason to a point where he has to play. It'll be fun to see that. I'm rooting for him. I think we all want to see the young guys get to a point where they don't have to play any of the veterans. I think, actually, here's a quote from Andre gadala after he decided that he was coming back to the Warriors like last week, I thought it was really funny, but also truthful. And I think this is how a lot of veterans should feel. And a lot of coaches, honestly, should feel. He basically was like, I don't know the exact quote, but basically he said he's going to tell Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, all these other guys that if I'm seeing the floor, you guys ain't doing something right. I should not be touching this floor. And I think that's how Diallo and all these guys should feel about the veterans ahead of him. Now, Burks isn't at a point and Nils-Noel and Boyan aren't at a point where Iguodala is where he's at the very end of his career. He shouldn't even really be playing, to be honest, um, especially Boyan. We're going to leave Boyan out of it. But Nerns, Lawell, and Alec Burks, young guys should feel like that if they're touching the floor, I must not be doing something right. Because if Diallo goes out there and absolutely balls out in the preseason, they're going to be forced to play him over Burks, I feel like. They're going to have to be forced. And then the Pistons should find a way to move both the veterans. If if they force their hand, Diallo and Duran, if they force their hand, that's how they should be looking at it. If these guys are touching the floor, I'm not doing something right. I'm not playing good enough. I thought that was a really cool answer and, and, and tidbit we got from Igadala. I th- feel like that's how y'all, all young players should feel about the veterans ahead of them. Um, all right, let's get to the next question. This one's from Age of Krabnos. I think I said it right. Um, if you could take one All-Star level player to pair with Cade in the next few years in a Cavs type of move, who would it be? I think the most popular answer that you've seen, like recently in the Pistons community, has been jalen brown i don't know if jalen brown is actually going to be available i don't know if the pistons actually would be able to get jalen brown i don't think they have a package for him right now without including sadiq bay and durin or sadiq bay and ivy like that's how much they're going to ask for uh, brown i don't think at that point the pistons would want to do it i think the pistons would give up one of them i think they'd have to give up one of them in a trade for an all-star but i don't think the pistons would feel comfortable trading both of them for a jalen brown type of player um but I think honestly, just scouring the league, and it's hard to do these kind of things because every it feels like every month a new star ends up wanting out, a new guy bursts onto the scene, becomes a star, and now he's on the block. Or like it, you never know who's going to end up wanting out. But I think Jalen Brown definitely is on the board, um, a sleeper dude that I, I've mentioned him before a long time ago, and I, I got chewed out for this, but I'm going to throw him out there again. Because I think there's a chance he may, be, he may get available at some point. I'm, I'm going to throw out there Michael Porter Jr. Because I, I know he has major injury concerns. I, that might be enough. And I don't blame anybody for staying the hell away from him because of his injury concerns. But I really do think that dude has like superstar potential. And Denver feels like he isn't worth the injury risk with his contract. I could see t- a team like Detroit taking a chance on him for sure. I could see it happening. Now, his, again, his injury scares may be way too much to take a chance on. And that's completely hundred percent fair, but I could see a future where Denver's like, yeah, this is too much of a, of a risk for us. And he's getting paid a lot. Let's see if we can move him. And if they do do something like that, I could see Detroit being interested. Um, But outside of that, man, I don't see like, again, like I said, it's hard to predict who's going to be available out of nowhere. Um, Yeah. I think that's about it, man. I, I don't, maybe, maybe Bradley Beal, but I don't think Bradley Beal would be like the greatest fit next to Cade. I don't know. Those would be my two answers right now. One one realistic one, I guess, and Jalen Brown. One very unrealistic one, but a distant you know, pipe dream in Michael Porter Jr. Um, but I'm sure you guys have a lot more people that you guys have been thinking about. So let me know all those answers that you guys have for that. Comment section down below or over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. Um, And then this question is going to be the last one we answer. I saved it for last on purpose. Um, this one says... This is from Marky B. He says, What would need to happen for you to consider this season a success? And don't say just improve or develop, looking for specifics. Okay. So obviously, though, I have to say at least I have to at least say improve. They have to improve. They have to get better. They need to develop. All the young guys need to develop and improve. They have to get better. But you want specifics? All right, let's do it. Specifics, I need to see Sadiq Bey get better in between the the lines from three-point line to the rim, maybe get better in that area, or actually become a great shooter because he's supposed to be a great shooter, but he's he shot below league average last season. So if he can become a great shooter, above league average shooter, not just a little bit above league average, like really good three-point shooter on good volume, I think that would be a massive success for Sadiq. For Cade, get north of 21 points per game. Get around like 21 Six and five or 21 seven and six on really good efficiency. Improve your outside shooting to about 34 35% from deep on good volume on tough shots. If you can get to out like 35% on outside shots on pull up jumpers, those are really tough to make on tough shots like that. That would be a successful season, I believe, for Kate Cunningham. Killian Hayes, we talked about what would be a successful season for him earlier in the year, earlier in the podcast. Uh, Jane Ivey around 14 points a game, around 14, like 14, four and four a game. Get to the free throw line a ton and see if that three-point shot can translate. So stuff like that. Need to see specific things. The, the main thing we're looking at from young players actually get better. Sadiqs would be like this outside shooter. I need to see him become an actually great outside shooter. Ted Kays, Ted Killians, and Ivies. Marvin Bagley, become a decent or competent defender to where you can actually be played consistently and maybe earn the right to be a starter. That kind of thing. Isaiah Stewart, actually become an outside shooter. Not just talk about it. Not just get the shots up, but actually shoot around league average on your outside shots, to where defenders have to at least respect you a little bit. That would be a successful season for him. I mean, we can go up and down the line, man. But I don't know how else I can like really. <laughs> I don't know how else I can describe specifics um, of what would be a successful season for the Pistons outside of just saying guys need to develop, dude. I I think the Pistons. Okay, so how about this? They have to win more games than last year, 100. percent I don't think that's even a question. So let's let's say hmm, at the very least, I think they need to win 27 games to show improvement from last year to this year. That that's the win improvement I need to at least see. If they're below 27 games, with uh, unless they're like completely just tank the final months, if that happens and they find themselves below 27 games, then whatever. But. I need to see at least that kind of improvement in win. I'm not, you guys know, I don't care about win losses I've said that, but I do want to see at least 27 wins. Like I don't want to see them getting, if they get less wins than last year, they're hovering around the same exact wins that, that, that must mean something went wrong. If they can improve just like five, six wins, that would be the base baseline for me to call it a successful season, just from a win loss standpoint. But outside of that, man, I gave you some specific with some players for it to become a successful season for me. Um, that's my opinion. That's my answer. You guys got to let me know what your guys' answer to that would be. Again, as I continue to say in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kooky But that's all I've got for you guys today, man. I'm going to go ahead and schedule this thing out, get, get it to you guys on October 3rd. I hope you guys are enjoying all the storylines coming from training camp, man. By the time you guys listen to this, I hope there's been a lot of fun stuff that's happened. Um, you guys get a lot of fun clips. Hey, listen, I need you guys to tweet at me and let me know how this game goes against the New York Knicks. Again, I'm not going to be here, but I need you guys to tweet me clips. I need you guys to tweet me or DM me or message me somehow. Tweet me clips. Let me know how the games went, what your guys' takeaways were, what guys looked like, all that kind of stuff. Make sure you guys continue to tweet at me as well. Storylines throughout training camp. Like, I want to be up to date when I come back. I want to be able to look back and go through everything and make sure I did not miss anything. I don't think I'll be on social media really at all while I'm down there. So, again, I'm going to need you guys' help. So make sure you guys are sending me everything that happens so when I come back, I'm up to date. I really appreciate it. Um, But yeah, until next time, man. I'll see you guys later. Enjoy that game against the New York Knicks. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. Free and available on all your podcast platforms. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to this on. Until next time, guys. I'll see you guys later. Enjoy everything. I know I'll be enjoying myself as you guys listen to this uh, down in Jamaica, but I'll see you guys later. Peace out, everybody. Stay safe and go Pistons.